0: In case you missed it, my book, Anatomy of Abundance, hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine organization. Shine organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. My guest today is Patty Norris, and she's here today to talk to us about using brain training to heal anxiety, depression, and chronic pain. Let me share with you a little bit about Patty. Through her own journey with anxiety, depression, and chronic pain, along with treating hundreds of patients throughout her career with chronic stress induced illness, Patty Norris realized the profound impact that stress physiology has on all aspects of health. By rewiring her brain and rebalancing her nervous system, she was able to free herself from anxiety, depression, chronic pain, and many other physical symptoms and stress patterns. She has since helped many clients do the same with diverse health issues, traumas, and self-sabotaging patterns. Patty is now a firm believer that everyone with a chronic health issue will benefit from neural retraining, and in many cases, it is crucial to healing. I love all of this, Patty. You know, like <laughs> this is right up my alley. I can't <laughs> wait for you to talk more about all of this. This is like my jam right here.
1: I hear you. I mean, I'm really Welcome excited to, to the, show. the Yeah, I'm, the, I'm excited to be here with you and have the opportunity to talk about this.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear all about your journey because it really is all about the journey. It's not like it's a one-time event healing, no. you know?
1: No, um, it's an, so on, it's an ongoing
0: thing. The process.
1: Yeah. Yes, well, exactly.
0: And even when you think you've got it, you still have to work at it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is um, we're, we're human, right? We're not robots. We're not robots. So I think, I don't know about you, but I want to have the full human experience. And sometimes that's messy. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. So, yeah. So my experience, Sabrina, was I in my early 40s. Sort of, I refer to it as a hitting the wall moment with my health. I had been wrestling with chronic pain off and on for the better part of 10 years. And, but, you know, I was keeping a lot of balls in the air. I had a a husband and children and a job and animals I was caretaking for and the whole hot mess, you know, the full catastrophe living, as John Cabot Zinn described it. And, then my brother was in a car accident and it was as I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I felt, uh, you know, almost almost as if I was standing on the edge of a cliff and that was the thing that pushed me over. So I went from feeling like I was relatively okay and, you know, keeping all the balls in the air to not being okay almost overnight. It was a really, really, really kind of a jarring, profound experience. I woke went to bed one night, stressed, but okay, and woke up the next morning profoundly anxious and like something I'd never experienced before. And then over the next couple of days, slipped into a really heavy depressive episode, which was also something I had never experienced before. So that was sort of the beginning, you know, I guess the most, the obvious beginning of my journey towards understanding that it was possible to actually rewire my brain and change my default nervous system state so that I didn't have to be sick anymore. <laughs> that was how it started. I mean, and so often these sorts of changes in people's lives are pre predis- you know, they're, they're caused by their own struggle, right? Their own version of hitting the wall. So that was mine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. So how did you? How did you first learn about rewiring your brain? Because yeah. you know, usually we go to a traditional doctor, yep. you know, and the doctor would be like, "Try yeah, these yeah, meds, yeah. you know, Western medicine. Try these meds. Try yeah. this. Okay, yes. you'll be fine." Right. And then when you realize that the meds really don't help, you're either increasing your meds or now you're out searching for That's op- exactly other it. options. You hit it
1: right, right on the head. I mean, I, I did everything that I could think of. <laughs> to get well, with the exception of the meds, there was some part of me, Sabrina, that was really deeply resistant to using meds. And I I, not that I wouldn't had I not come up with another option, but I was really some deep part of me was very determined to try and figure it out without using meds. So I did all the things, right? I I did everything else. I went to the naturopath, I I did go to my medical doctor, I saw osteopaths, I saw kinesiologists, I did a little bit of talk therapy, which was super helpful in the sense that I did not realize how shut down I was. I did not realize how Mm -hmm. difficult it was for me to be open and vulnerable with another human, (laughs) right? Until I was actually in that environment and being asked to do that, it was shocking to me. Wow. Um, But, you know, through all of that, I would get some symptomatic relief from some of what I was experiencing. But, nothing that really changed my experience in a way that stuck, that sustained itself. So I just kept looking, right? I kept searching. And um, the first thing I came across was the work of John Sarno. Are you familiar with Dr. Sarno? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that yes. was a watershed. Healing back. Yeah, me. that book, yes. man, that was a watershed moment mm-hmm. for me in my life. The idea that my personality and my inability to both acknowledge and express my emotions could have been contributing to my health problems was a slap in the face in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely a step in the right direction. I started to get really good at the expressive journaling and that started to move the needle for me, but it still was only taking me so far. Like I, I, You know, my, my pain levels started to decrease, but the anxiety was still... S- persisting. The sort of moments of feeling depressed, feeling like I was really struggling emotionally were still, it wasn't 24 seven, but they were still waves of it. So I kept looking, right. I kept searching. And then I came across this, this neural this idea of neuroplasticity. And then it was actually, despite what we've been conditioned to believe that, you know, I am the way I am and I can't change and, you know, I'm hardwired and all of that. I discovered that that's actually, none of that is necessarily true and that it's possible to actually change your neural pathways so that you're, a number of beautiful things happen when you do that, right? You're, you go out of potentially, you know, if you're stuck in fight or flight in that chronic stress state, you go out of that and into a more regulated, calm, balanced nervous system state, like who doesn't want that, (laughs) right? So that was the one thing that happened. I'll yeah. Take some that. <laughs> right. Who doesn't exactly. want that? So that was one of the mm-hmm. obvious things that changed, but also, you know, my cyclical thought patterns, the things that I really deeply was holding as deep beliefs about myself and what I was capable of and what was possible in my life. Like all of these things, when I started to rewire my brain on a pretty deep level, all of these things started to shift in a positive direction. And then my life has just reflected that. You know, I feel like at, I just turned 53 a couple of days ago. And I feel like at 53, I'm healthier now than I was. I mean, I'm older. You know, obviously my body's a little saggier <laughs> than it used to be. but. <laughs> gravity <laughs> works on us, right? But with the exception of that, I feel like you meant mentally and emotionally and in a lot of ways, physically, I'm healthier now than probably I've ever been in my life. So, you know, it's a, it's a strong wow. statement to be able to say that when you're coming up on your mid fifties. I know. I'm yeah. Okay. <laughs> and
0: definitely mentally, mentally, yeah, I feel like mentally, the more sound, regulated I've probably ever been in all my life has been in the past, you know, few years, which is a beautiful place to be. Isn't it? Yep. It really is. You know, as a person, you know, diagnosed with a chronic pain condition as well. I went to John Sarno's book. That was one of the first books I read. And I was like, Okay. I was like, okay, so this is coming back uh-huh. to me. Oh, darn it, you mean <laughs> it's not me going to the doctor? Uh, I, ha- I have, to, me
1: take re- I to, have me. to take coming back to me responsibility for this.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was just like, right. wow. And then, like you, I just started learning about neuroplasticity and the work of Dr. Joe yes. Dispenza, and then that just opened like up a whole new world of possibilities. So I know just the beauty in that when you you go from being hopeless, like, oh, you know, there's nothing I can do. I can't do this. Like, wait, I think I can Mm. do something. There is something I can do. There is some place that I have control. And that's here in the mind, you know, and like here, like we've got to.
1: Which then has, yeah, which has such a profound impact on our bodies, right? Exactly. I love the idea that basically Candace Pert brought forward the idea that Your body is your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind. It doesn't just reflect what's happening in your subconscious mind, but that it is. You know, that's kind of a mind-blowing idea. But I I definitely have seen the evidence of that in my life for sure. And uh, I love that you mentioned Joe Dispenza. I actually just returned a couple of weeks ago from one of his week-long retreats. I did one. Yeah, yeah, I've
0: done one. I just, yeah, last year, last summer, summer before last, I did the advanced follow-up and I did do the week yeah. long oh, nice. during covid I did the week long retreat okay. so
1: <sighs> mind blowing right yeah, <Ring>. yeah.
0: <laughs> you know you're in good company when you're in the room with you know all that energy flowing like it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful thing oh
1: yeah it's yeah it is a beautiful thing and having the opportunity to kind of Leave the muddy water of your daily existence and just sort of focus on that is such a gift.
0: I know, because he really is like disconnect, you know, so the phone is disconnected, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, minimal. And I went during the election. So, you know, everybody wants to be connected to find out who's going to win the election, the presidential election. And we're all disconnected, like, whoever wins, wins. I cast my vote before I left. (laughs) You know, like, it is what it is. And there's some people that, okay, so I went on and checked the news. We're like, no, 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 we don't want to hear it. (laughs) But it was nice to be disconnected at that level. And then coming back, like, seeing everything for the first time, like, feeling so, so energized and renewed. I remember getting into the airport, going to my car and looking up, like, wow, that's a beautiful car. Like, it's really nice that I get to ride in that to go home. Most of the time I'm jumping in it, yeah. starting it, just going, mm-hmm. not even really An automatic a- pilot, appreciating right? yeah. it. I was like, wow, this is really nice. Wow. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is yeah, wonderful. I know. It's like you're seeing the world, seeing it through new Yeah, eyes. and even it's clearly, spotless. like, I didn't need glasses beautiful. for at least a week after the retreat because my vision mm-hmm. was just so much clearer and sharper. It only lasted a week. I was like, oh, I need to get that back again. But it was just beautiful. Like, I was like, I don't need these things. Like, this is so weird. Uh-huh. Profound. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. If if yeah, the listeners, yeah. if you don't know about <laughs> Dr. Joe Dispenza, you need to go watch something on YouTube or, you know, learn about him. Read a book. Absolutely. Because he's amazing, changing yeah. lives. He, he will
1: he will, he will he'll melt your brain in the best possible yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think what really got me is that. He didn't just talk about meditating just to relax. Like when he talked about healing, changing gene expression, I'm like, he's a badass. I like him. I want some of that because at the most, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, maybe reverse this. At the yeah. least, I know I'll be on the road, you know, to um
1: to recovery. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean he's he's such this he's such a beautiful combination of neuroscience and you know cutting edge research and. And just, you know, I don't want to call it spirituality, but just looking for the divine in our lives. Yeah. You know, he's such a beautiful combination of all those things. Yeah.
0: So what methods did you follow to get regulated and to start to train your brain? Is there anything in particular you followed?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think definitely the, uh, the expressive journaling, the form of expressive journaling that I use was the first step. I mean, not, I don't know that everybody would necessarily look at that or understand that as a neuroplasticity exercise, but I definitely can, I see it as part of that process because it was, it's so user-friendly. You can do it anywhere. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. And it just gives us an opportunity to have a better understanding of what's going on inside of us. And we can't really change what we're not aware mm-hmm. of. So, you know, I think that was step one. And then I learned about a applied memory reconsolidation, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of memory no. reconsolidation before. No, please tell. Yeah. So it it's based on this premise that, you know, as you know, when we're born into these environments where we have zero, you know, no, zero control, <laughs> where we, where we're born, what family we're born into. And, you know, we're born into these environments where the people that are caretaking for us have their stuff, right? And they do the best they can with what they have at that time. But invariably, we get programmed, right, somewhat and some with some stuff that probably is good, and it's good for us. And then other things that maybe aren't so good for us, right? Those disempowering belief systems. And, you know, what do we learn from birth to age seven? Well, who we are, How the world is and what our role is within all of that. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of the things that we learn in those really emotionally difficult moments as a child are not true. And as you know, we have no ability to think critically up until the age of about eight or nine years old. So we just take it all on as truth and we develop neural pathways around all of that stuff. And then that becomes the software that's downloaded on the hard drive between our ears that's the programming. So memory consolidation is based on this idea that you can actually update those neural pathways, i.e. the programs, you know, the software by changing what how your brain stores those mm-hmm. memories. So essentially rewriting the story of those memories, rewiring it. And you know, the interesting thing is that th- there's been so much research done in the last couple of decades on memory and what we've discovered that is that oftentimes our memories are not accurate representations of what actually happened, right? So we tend to update it through the lens of when we go back and revisit an experience from our past, we update it through the lens of however we're feeling and whatever's happening in our lives at that moment. You know, and I think the obvious example of this Sabrina is if you've, if you've witnessed an event years ago, and there was five people there with you that witnessed the event, and now now, 20 years later, you're talking about it and everybody was there and saw the same thing, but yet everybody remembers it slightly differently, right? I mean, how many times have we experienced that? And then I think the other way you can describe that process is the telephone game. Uh, ah, yes. You know, you're sitting in the circle, right? Teacher whispers something into the ear and by the time it makes around it to the other end of the circle again, it doesn't even close to resemble what it started off as. So what we've discovered is that that for to some degree is happening it's and it's a naturally occurring process that our brain does it's a, it's an ability that it has and it's doing it all the time. So that being the case if we know that these memories we have of traumatic experiences earlier in our life are acting like the reference the program as to how we're going to respond now in our lives and we have an ability to update that so that we can have a different response now why wouldn't we mm-hmm. do that? Right now, I'm going to be honest when I was first presented with this idea, I did have some, I'm a very logical, critical, skeptical kind of thinker. I don't accept things just, you know, easily. And I did have some resistance to that idea because I uh, initially, my reaction was, well, aren't you asking me to lie to myself? Like basically say that something happened that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But the good news here is that we still consciously know what happened, but we're updating how the subconscious stores it. Okay. Right. So I'll give you an example from my own life of how the how this can work and the potential of how powerful it can be in your life. So my first year at university, I experienced a date rape and I went amnesic about it. You know, our brains are so incredibly powerful, you know, and their ability to yes. protect us. So to make a very long story short, six months after it happened, I was in a social setting with my now husband and this gentleman walked into the room and I it all I came back. I was like, oh my, right. I hyperventilating and crying. And it was like all flooding me. So I guess I realized, oh, that happened. I didn't realize that happened, but evidently it did. Over the next 30 years of my life, <laughs> give or take, that would show itself in various ways, right? In, in obvious ways, sometimes when I was trying to be into with my husband and then uh, in less obvious ways at times when I was just interacting, particularly with men, in different settings, in different ways. I don't know that I piece, I didn't make that association <laughs> until I was kind of on the other side of this. So the good news is, and this is where the story gets really interesting, is that when I was training to do this memory reconsolidation work, I I did a brain training session with a coach on this event. And we uh, went through this process and basically rewrote the story of that experience in my subconscious. So uh, you know, it was all very interesting and it was uh you know there was definitely some emotions that came up and some in really incredible aha moments that I had during that process that were life changing. So anyway, I come home after this event and uh, the day after I return, I'm having a conversation with my husband about something that would normally be very triggering for me, but it was a a topic that I would normally kind of, it had nothing sexual, there was nothing to do with that, but it was a a topic that I would typically shut down around, right? And I would feel myself shut down and he would feel me shut down. It wouldn't be a productive conversation. Anyway, we sit down to have this conversation, Sabrina, and I'm just like a different version of myself in that conversation than I had ever been before. It was... Pretty remarkable. And at the moment it was happening, I I was aware of it. I was almost like I had this version of me on my shoulder going, What is happening here? (laughs) Like, this feels different. And this was like three or four days after I'd done that session. So, and I hadn't really worked on it in between. So, this, the impact that had on my nervous system and on how I, you know, my conditioned reaction to this interaction, it was profound. And it has lasted. Mm. Uh, you know, it continues to be I got an upgrade in that in that session that has stuck with me. Um, so obviously, the impact that's had on my life has been amazing, because I no longer become defensive and shut down and sort of turtle when I'm in the interactions. Previously, I probably that would have been my inclination. And It's also, you know, I don't, I no longer have to kind of censor, I I don't have to try to navigate around movies and television shows and, you know, conversations with my clients because obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty regular occurrence for me to work with other women who have experienced assault Mm -hmm. and I'm able to be present with them and um, really grounded and therefore able to help them in the same way I was helped. So it's been a, you know, that's one example of what is possible with this work.
0: Wow! So, how long did the the training yeah. take? You've done the training,
1: yeah? So, i've I've done I've done a number of different types of training that are consistent with okay. this type of type of work. So, uh, the whole process to get from where I started to where I am now, and like you acknowledged earlier, it's an mm-hmm. ongoing thing. Like I, you know, I just got back from this dispenser retreat two weeks ago. I don't think I'll ever stop. Training, and yes. training. Cause I love this yeah. stuff. I'm passionate about it, but yeah, I, the initial training was about, for me, it was about two years. And then I've since done two or three other types of training that I've just sort of piggybacked and built nice. on all of that. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. You know, I, I feel like I don't necessarily love the language when people talk about, you know, I'm sometimes they'll use language like I've left those other parts of me behind and, you know, I'm, I'm a better version of myself. And I, I really prefer the idea that we're able to, you know, release some of this pain from these things that have happened in our past and reintegrate those wounded parts of ourselves in a new way. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're a fully whole integrated version of ourselves going forward with all of those Parts that maybe they, you know, because those parts that got wounded, they also had things to offer. So we don't want to send them away. Right. So I love the idea that we can do this neuroplasticity work in a way where we sort of rewrite those stories, release all the pain, keep all, as Dr. Joe says, keep the Mm -hmm. wisdom. Right. And, and become a more integrated whole person. Because then we just have so much to offer to ourselves and to the rest of
0: the world. I think so many times we see ourselves as broken, like, glass broken as opposed to like just like torn pieces of fabric that we can kind of weave together into a beautiful Uh tapestry and and kind of create something new with those pieces seeing them as more like something we could just just, I think it makes
1: us it makes us more whole it makes us more creative and more interesting and more beautiful I think I don't I don't love the idea that you know I'm going to leave those parts of me behind I like the language I will use sometimes is I'm going to, it's like I've had this whole beautiful, you know, connected to something larger than me version of me has been there the whole time, but she had all these layers of pain and trauma and stuff that got layered on top. And now with this, this uh, neuroplasticity work, we're able to peel back those layers. And now that best version of me that's been there the whole time. Now she gets to step forward and, and take the wheel, right? I like I like to think about it like that.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, how can people start yeah. to, um, you know, take charge of those feelings and release those feel the feelings of being broken and not feeling worthy? Right. How do we even? Right. Where well, do they even start?
1: Well, you know, that I think the thing, one of the watershed moments for me in realizing that, because when I started learning this stuff, I felt pretty broken right? I, I definitely identified with that. And then I started to learn the idea that our brains, our minds, if we think of them sort of somewhat mechanically, you know, that they are, act very much like the heart. They, they act like a computer. Our brains act like a computer. Whatever they get programmed with is what they will run. So I think I love the analogy of, if I were to go to a yard sale and buy a laptop, a used laptop and I bring it home and I open it up and the thing's got lots of memory and lots of power. But I, when I look at it, it's got all of these programs that I don't Mm -hmm. need that are of no use to me. And none of the programs that I do, there's nothing wrong with that computer. It's just got the wrong programs. Right? So if I, Okay, I'm going to unload those programs that I no longer need and load it with the ones I do. Right? There's nothing wrong with the computer. It's not broken. It just needs the We're upgrade.
0: No we just a lot just of, needs to upgrade. <laughs> we need to be updated,
1: right? Uninstall <laughs> and reinstall. Yes. And I lo- I love the simplicity of that mm-hmm. idea and I I mean obviously our brains are one of the most amazing, intricate, magnificent things that has ever been created. Yes. But there is a beautiful simplicity to this as well. And I think when people can understand that even if we're getting outcomes in our life that we don't want, and we're feeling like we're self-sabotaging and we feel like we're broken, why can't I change these patterns? If you look at it from that perspective, if your programming is telling you that you're not worthy and you're not good enough, and then you keep producing outcomes in your life that reflect that, then that's actually kind of a successful outcome (laughs) of that program. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a challenging, that we're kind of holding our feet to the fire by looking at it that way. But when we get to that realization, we can say, oh, okay. So there's actually nothing wrong with me. I just need an update. Yes. Yeah. And, And the beautiful part about it is that, this process of doing the updating, which we cu- which we do, we help facilitate for people in our program, it's actually can be easier and it can be a lot more fun, which fun, are, are you joking? How could this be fun? <laughs> it actually can be a lot more fun than you would imagine because it turns out one of the most impactful ways, the most effective ways to change those neural pathways is through laughter. Ah, very consciously and deliberately applied laughter. (laughs) So, you know, I I often say to my to my clients, you know, you're probably we're probably going to do a little crying here, but we're going to be doing just as much laughing as we are crying. Right. And so it doesn't have to be nearly as difficult necessarily as what we've been conditioned to believe that it has to be. Which like, who what a relief, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your work with Wired for Wellness. Do you, do you work with people individually and yes. in groups?
1: Yeah. So, the our Wired for Wellness. Uh, this is a group coaching okay. program, and it, it's evolving almost daily. We're really excited about what's happening there. So, yeah, we help people. There's a there's an aspect of a, a nervous system education. So, basically, a foundational learning to understand your fight or flight response and your parasympathetic response, learning to understand how stress impacts your health. We, we flush that out in a way that's thorough, but digestible, right? So there's an educational component to that. And then we also have guided neuroplasticity processes that we do live in a group call every week. And those People join the call call live and then we upload them onto the platform and then they can go and access them whenever they want. And those processes take a number of different forms because we realize, you know, everyone's brain and bodies work a little bit differently. So we're trying to give people a cross section of different ways to approach regulating their nervous system. And then, you know, from day to day, sometimes you might really resonate with one process and then another day, maybe not. So we, we have a lot of different options in there for people. And we also have one of my colleagues is a a functional medicine practitioner who has essentially shut, she's no longer practicing functional medicine one-on-one with folks because she's, she did this brain retraining work and she, she was so moved by it from her own experience and from the work she was doing with clients, she shut down her functional medicine practice and is just doing this now, which is quite a statement, but it's beautiful because now we have a functional medicine practitioner who can, you know, counsel, ask questions or answer questions that people might have because we want to help people. You know, you can go to a function. Most people can access a functional medicine practitioner, and most people there's there are other brain training mm-hmm. programs out there, but there's nowhere where you can go where you can get both of yes. those places, both of both of those resources in one spot, and they're integrated in a way that helps you apply them. So uh, she, uh, Dr. Karen, also does question and answer calls every week where people can uh, come live and ask questions or they can submit them beforehand and a beautiful things happening in there. Lots of great information. Last week, she did a call about COVID and long COVID and how to heal, you know, from how to support your brain training work through since functional medicine suggestions. Like it's kind of next level, really outside the box things that are happening inside this program and the people that are in there that are applying what we're asking them to do are getting amazing results. So that's really exciting to see. And and honestly, Sabrina, our approach to it, um, because all three of us that are doing this together all had our own story, right? We all had our own health struggles that drove us to learn these things. And we kind of got together and said, you know, wouldn't it have been great when we were at our worst, if there would have been somewhere we could have gone, that essentially had everything that we needed. Because we all went here and went there and went here and went there. And eventually over a long period of time, got what we needed to get well. So what we decided is we're going to take all of these things that we've learned, and sort of integrated and put them in one place so that people don't have to spend nearly as much time or money or energy trying to get well as what we did. So that's what, that's, what's happening inside that program. And, uh, it's, we're really excited about it. Okay. And your, your website is get wired That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and within, when you go to the website, Sabrina, there are two free programs. Oh. Like we basically are, yeah, there's one that's anxiety specific and one that is more of a generalized understanding neural retraining and all of the content in those two free programs there there's some educate there's an educational aspect and there's also guided neuroplasticity processes within that so you know we're really we're giving away most of what people would need to be able to get well and apply this for free like we're not holding back the recipe What the what the program is offering is If people want a little bit more support, they want a little more sort of a high touch approach, then they can go into the program. But really, uh, we have a lot of people who have done these free programs and continue to apply what is in those programs and have seen pretty remarkable things happen in their lives by virtue of just doing the free program. So I would, if anyone's at all interested, I would urge them to go to the website and check those out.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And how um, <laughs> else can people find you? Are you on social media as well?
1: Yes. So uh, Get Wired for Wellness is on Facebook. We have actually, we just launched a private Facebook group where all of this free content that's on our website, plus a whole bunch more is going to be rolled out every week. Um, and we also have an Instagram uh, account as well. And you can find it all under Get Wired for Wellness. That is Wonderful.
0: Thank you so much, Patty. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. Yes, like, thank this is what me. I love. Like, well, I know. <laughs> talk about neuroplasticity. Here come the geeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. I love I that, that's how that's how myself and my colleagues talk about it. We love geeking out on all this neuroscience stuff. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Please share this episode with a friend. If you know somebody struggling with anxiety, depression and chronic pain, this will be the episode that's going to help them make a break- a breakthrough. And also send us a message. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.